This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 121, for the week of March 23rd, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bits of entertaining. That's right. Are you entertained yet? No. We're a total of like 50 seconds into the show, including silence, and you're not entertained yet? Something's wrong. Mike, take off your pants. They're already off. Oh, right. So now are you entertained? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, hey. Because you're already in the state that I asked. You need to make it more exciting. Well, you've already introduced me, sort of, kind of. My name is Mike. Let's say hello to you. You're a woman. Your name is Mary. Yes. You are here on a Dragon Ball podcast. Response. Who's responding? Yours. Mine? What is your response to being a female on a Dragon Ball podcast? Token. Token? All right, then. Moving on to Julian. Are you token in, I I guess, kind of, because you're in Japan. So you got to be that token, educated person that's in Japan with the -the up-to-the-date, awesome information and all that stuff. Yeah, well, you know how it is here. It's... You hear about stuff once in a while. There's that um, crossover between Toriyama and Masakazu Katsura that's coming up. But other than that, you know, I'll, I'll keep my ears peeled. All right, cool. Julian, I, I have to uh, follow up from a year ago, the comment yes. you made that I happen to remember. It's not quite Sunday in Japan, but I do have to say to you, happy Zombie Jesus Day. Thank you, Mike. Happy zombie, <laughs> happy zombie Jesus Day to you, too. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. What do you do over there tomorrow? Anything? Um, you know, it's not really that big of a holiday. I need my parents to send me some cream eggs and marshmallow peeps to, to amaze all the Japanese people with. Mary responds, retort. Peeps, I will steal them. From Japan? You're going to go to Japan and steal Julian's No, I'm going to go to Target and steal them. I was going to say, you could just buy them in the U.S. Jeez. (laughs) So there's not a whole lot of uh, Easter celebration over there. I wouldn't imagine there's a whole lot, but like any foreigners get together and do anything? Um, Some of them do, yes. And, you know, holidays that are celebrated by Westerners tend to be good drinking parties, although I... Ah, always a good excuse. Well, you know, this, um, what was it? Uh, a while ago now is St. Patrick's Day. And also yes. this past Thursday was Shunbun no Hi, or the first day of spring, which is a bank holiday in Japan. So you get the first day of spring off and you do whatever you do on a holiday, I guess. You know, since I finished up at the school already, it was kind of already a holiday for me, but <laughs> right. I managed. Good. Good deal. Well, you've caught us up to date pretty well. Mary, anything cool going on with you? Um, Other than having a half work day yesterday in celebration of spring slash Easter weekend, uh, I can't say anything in particular is cool going on. Sorry, I'm the token boring one. That's okay. So uh, we got Mary, we got Julian, my name is Mike. Perhaps you know me as Fujito EX, and I have nothing interesting to contribute to this particular discussion. So I guess we'll move along and talk about what we're doing on the show. We were going to have an interview this week, but it being the whole spring Easter thing, that got pushed back. We are going to have it. It's not going to be next week because that's manga discussion. It's going to be the week after that. At the end of the show, we'll give you an update on all the upcoming shows. This episode, however, we are going to talk about actually a section on the site because I gave it a pretty heavy update yesterday. I didn't really announce anything about it. And uh, that is the rumor guide. 
I kind of went through and I cleaned a whole bunch of stuff up. Some of it needed some updating on dates. Some things said like, oh, it's now 2005. And I'm like, wow, I haven't touched this page in three years. That's kind of frightening. So I did that and I cleaned up a lot of writing. I made it very, a little more formal. I got rid of contractions and that kind of Ooh. stuff. Slightly more authoritative and, you know, demeanor. bad. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that was updated over there in that section because the rumor guide is really popular. It gets a lot of traffic. A lot of people link to it from a bunch of other places. So we'll give you some updates on that because it is fun stuffs. So that's what we're doing this episode. We got some news. We got some releases. We got some awesome emails. Julian, you'll be doing your DBZ ABCs. And uh, that's an episode in a nutshell. So without any further ado, let's just go on to the news. First bit of news is, uh, if Mary, I, I know you. You like a good deal. I do, except I don't like it when it's for crap, and <laughs> this isn't necessarily crap. No, so, but we already own them in a different form. So. Right, right. So this might be worth your while if you're interested. There's a bunch of cheap video games over at Target. You can find uh, Budokai Tenkaichi for the PS2 and Budokai Tenkaichi 2 also for the PS2. They are... Nine ninety nine in the clearance section at many targets across the land. Mary, so how can uh, you pass this up? I'm sorry, I have to correct you. That is nine ninety eight. Sorry, nine ninety eight. You can save an extra penny there. Yes, <laughs> and we have confirmed that this wasn't just at our local store. Some other people wrote in and said uh, at their stores as well. These games were that cheap. Thing is, they don't have a huge stockpile of them. I actually grabbed Shadow of the Colossus for this price, and that was extremely exciting. Yes. So um, go to your local Target and see what kind of cheap games you can find over there. If you've been a little bit behind on these Dragon Ball games for PS2, well, there you go. You can pick up, uh, you know, don't get the first one. Get the second one if you're not going to get the third one. But there you go. That's that. Let's talk about other video game stuff. Let's talk about Burst Limit. Uh, we actually just had a little extra update to stuff going on here, but we'll get to that. First thing is that over on IGN, they had an interview with Donnie Clay in text form. He's that producer, as I call him, producer something or other at Atari because I don't actually know what he does because the game's made in Japan. And he just kind of talks about it over here. That That's a job, I guess. Yeah, I want that job. I just want to talk about stuff, not actually work on anything. No wonder Atari's losing money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he said there's going to be 21 characters available on five stages, which uh, fans are already calling shenanigans on because in videos we've seen more than five stages and we're pretty sure we've seen more than 21 characters. So I don't know if he's talking about like the default number, but it sounded pretty concrete. Even offshooting off of that, the thing I wanted to talk about is there are three new trailers apparently i was just watching them the first one uses of all things rock the dragon Last the or past. actually it's just called main title it doesn't really get called rock the dragon but yes rock the dragon the uh, original dub theme from 1996 and the last time it was used in anything was actually the first budokai game on ps2 which was i don't even remember what year that was maybe 2001 or two or something like that uh yeah they're bringing that back apparently the second trailer used bruce falconer's um second variation of his dub opening theme you know that wailing hollow guitar sound they're really heavily distorted that doesn't sound like you know good distorted guitar but like crap i, I think you could have just finished that sentence after the word good that, that would have summed it up perfectly. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah how do you make crap sound crappier i don't know uh, 
<laughs> yes. Well, anyway, so there are those two trailers. And in addition to that, interestingly enough, we've seen this in uh, one previous trailer. Now on this one, it uses the instrumental of the upcoming theme song, which may or may not see a CD single release. Julian, the name of it. Kiseki no Hono Yo Moeare, which means burn up miraculous flame. Thoughts on three different trailers using these three different songs, all coming from Atari, seemingly. As weird as it is, I think they're trying to appeal to three different audiences. I think so. Well, who does Rock the Dragon appeal to Old anymore? Old dub fans, meaning us. Yeah, but I mean, but like... does it appeal to me anyway? <laughs> okay. So there you go. We'll, we'll link to all three of those, and you can check that out. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot else interesting going on with that just yet. Although, in these trailers, you can see both Broly and Bardock as uh, playable characters. So if you're into either of those, that's kind of cool. Let's move on to the last thing of news. Mary, I know you love collectible card games. I do? Yes. You wow, are this big is a new fan. hobby I've apparently big, taken up. Big fan, huge collection of cards. You go to tournaments across the nation and you clean up. And I pwn up. those little kids. And you pwn to noobs kids. Mary the Gathering. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you tell me about this because right. I, I simply can't take it anymore. All right. Well, I can barely contain my excitement as well. For this new collectible card game coming from Bandai, comes out July 18th and will feature all three TV series with super awesome special artwork and packs will cost $3.99. You can read up on the full press release from Bandai. Uh, it's on their homepage of the site. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't they already have a card game? Yeah, there have been several card and games. Isn't this over way the past years. its prime? Uh, they, I mean, it gives us news, so what do I, I care? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? I don't know. They did say in the press release something about their Naruto line is super awesome and super successful, and they're hoping it'll appeal to the same audience and even create rivalry between the two lines. Like they said that in their own press release. They want to compete with themselves? I don't understand. Um, it would be cool if there was some kind of like Naruto Dragon Ball Z you know, crossover game. Make it able to interface with Magic the Gathering. You could pitch your orcs and your deities and what have you against Dragon Ball Z characters, you know? Would, would that be legal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have ever, ever in my life played a collectible card game. I tried. Mary, you were a huge Anime Ham fan. Yeah, but I made up the rules myself because I tried reading the book and I didn't understand it, so I would just <laughs> sit there making up my own rules. I just wanted to look at the pictures. Uh, Julian, what about you? Were you into like magic or any of that kind of stuff? I, I I tried, but there were too many rules, and I got sidetracked when I had to keep track of the mana and how to turn my card decks when certain things happened, and why I couldn't use the stupid card to do things that I wanted it to do. And uh, I hear you, brother. Uh, Back in uh, junior high, I think it was when it first came out. A friend had a whole bunch of other friends over and tried to teach us all how to play, and I think we played for like half an hour. And by the end, we're like, "Can we play like Mortal?" combat or something <laughs> so boring i want to smash the people i just want to rip hearts out i don't care about monsters and stuff so there you go that's that's the news uh anyone have anything else going on yeah i think bondi just put up a list of like their action figures or something for some time i don't know i read it on anime news network oh okay the only I... thing i have to add is that ccgs make me want to play magic to get or no let me start again <laughs> collectible card games okay. make me want to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons, but Dungeons and Dragons seems like it would be easier. I have never played a tabletop RPG in, well, I should say, yeah, something like that in my life. I think it played something at Oticon. Yeah, but that wasn't an RPG. That was just a, a board game. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot 
what was the name of that one? Knights of someone or something. Shoots and ladders. Candyland. Thou must reach the fabled kingdom of candy in order to save the. I don't know where I'm going with I this. I don't know. <laughs> All those German board games are popping up on Xbox Live. Uh, I think we got Carcassonne for free at some point. I keep meaning to play it and learn how to play. Ah, whatever. Uh, that's the end of that. Let's just go on over to the topic. This actually involves a section of our site, which we had really, really worked on for a long time, but had been sort of neglecting for the past several five years or so. That's not entirely true. Every once in a while, I'd update a couple little things, but as I was reading through it at work yesterday, because I wasn't doing anything else, I was like, huh, there's some dates in here that need some updating. So I just overhauled the whole thing. Ah. Well, anyway, this would be our rumor guide, and there are several rumors that actually have things that have, you know, either changed or there's more information that's become available since then, or, you know, I've been able to read more Japanese, which means I can provide more background occasionally, that sort of thing. But anyway, we've uh, kind of gone through and added more substance to our claims and made it a little bit more authoritative, I guess you could say. So be sure to check it out, but we're going to give an overview here of... Uh, What's the most important updates? Yeah, so obviously we're going to start off with Dragon Ball AF. Because that was our topic last week where we gave a little background on... I don't even know if you can call it a rumor. It's more of a fan amalgamation of nonsense. But we did talk about Toybull's... Julian, you call it more of a webcomic. Uh, a lot of people call it a doujinshi, but it's not really printed, so kind of doesn't really work. But we put up a picture of kind of like one of his title pages and a little background on it and where you can get it and download it and some of the names and stuff. I did update that name Zycor. I threw that in there because one of the things we hadn't mentioned was that random episode guide and the episode list where it's like all these names of episodes from Dragon Ball AF, all like 200 or something of them, which obviously don't exist. And one of the things I pointed out about the list is that it follows a very, very, for lack of a better phrase, dubified naming convention where it's like two to four words. And the way the Dragon Ball episodes work in Japan, it's always something like blah, 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 question, exclamation point, blah, 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 statement. Yeah. So two sentences, you know, cons- uh, comprise of the the opening title. I right. Zykor Attacks is not going to be the Japanese episode title of an episode, you know? Yeah. The Japanese title is generally attention-grabbing statement clarification, whereas the (laughs) American title is just statement that may have something to do with the episode or not. It would be like, Zykor eats babies. No, wait, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And it would spoil the end of the episode (laughs) in its episode title. (laughs) Yes. So that's one thing I pointed out about that episode guide. And I had a little note about there about how the name may or may not come from... We're talking about that Star Wars expanded universe or whatever. Maybe it comes from there. Maybe it's a reference to something and all that kind of stuff. So the Dragon Ball AF section was updated a little bit with uh, links and all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Um, Julian, you tell me a little bit about the next one. The uh, Toriyama's drawing new Dragon Ball. Oh, yes. So he hasn't really drawn anything new, but we did point out that he did slightly revise the ending to the manga when the whole re-release came out. And, of course, there's Nekomajin Z with its five chapters and the, well, Vegeta's half-hearted cameo and the much more enthusiastic cameos of Boo and Goku towards the end there. So, you know, we 
got that stuff in there. If you actually want to check out that new ending from the Kanzenban, we have that up on the site. We have a translation to go along with it, and we I was looking over at it. We actually have our thoughts on the ending and how it compares, and you can compare it to the original. So you can go check all that stuff's outs. Julian, I'm going to give you this last one here from the general page. The uh, quote-unquote lost episodes, and that's, oh my gods, there are lost episodes from Dragon Balls that we don't have. Yes. I added a little uh, something extra here. What's this? Well, yes. Well, thanks to the miracle of YouTube, we've been able to check out one whose title was really the only thing we had previously, which was Zunbu Misemasu Toshiwasure Dragon Ball Zetto, which is basically your sort of New Year's Eve program. The literal translation is We'll show you everything, forgetting the year, Dragon Ball Z. Now, forgetting the year is a, a sort of cultural trope you have in Japan, where towards the you know New Year's you have big parties where people get drunk, and basically the whole idea is forgetting about your cares from the last year and looking forward to the new year. So basically this is a New Year's special where they just kind of... Um, what recap highlights from the series, I guess. Yeah, and uh, actually the person who put it up is our buddy Ramza, who you may be hearing from in the near future. He had uh, an old really, really crappy version on VHS, which he managed to capture and put up on YouTube. It's not subtitled, but I don't know if he could because it's so shitty looking. But you can at least get a pretty good idea of what it was. It's kind of short. It's called the third DBZ TV special in kind of like the official Toei uh, description of it. There's not a whole lot to it. They're kind of nicely dressed up and just describing stuff. So there, we had a little note about yes, that. Well, you, you know, it, it's kind of out of character. You know, it's being meta Dragon Ball, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Breaking it's not the like, fourth wall. It's not like the Bardock or Trunks TV specials where it's a, a new story that kind of goes with... Just a recap episode. Yeah. yeah, it's like a recap episode with fun... End of year stuff. Any other comments on that? Yes, we should also mention that the safety film strips, which were, we believe, used mostly as kind of a you know public service kind of thing. There was two things back during the Dragon Ball era, which one of them was traffic safety, and the other one, which we had a lot of fun with during uh, one of our conventions in the past couple of years, which was Goku's Fire Brigade, and Goku just telling about the proper use of fireworks and you know causes of fires and oh. It was fun. Julian, if if by fun you mean you translated it, yes. sent the translation to me, and then didn't come to the convention. <laughs> well, I couldn't make it, but it was fun to translate, and people yeah, got a kick out of it. Exactly. We showed uh, about half of that one at Otakon last year with our DBZ you've never seen, and people, what was it, when Goku jumped out of the bushes with a bucket, oh I think the crowd just lost it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, God, that panel was awesome. Yeah, that, that was super fun. So there you go. There, there's some not quite lost stuff, because we know what it all is, and the majority of it actually saw some kind of release. Right, it's just not common knowledge. Right, exactly. So uh, with that, that clears up that general, the first page there. We'll move on to movies and TV specials. The first thing I added in here is, uh, the first thing on the page actually was a description of widescreen versus not widescreen for the movies. Oh boy. So the way the movies worked in Japan, the DBZ, well actually the Dragon Ball and the Dragon Ball Z movies, is that they were animated at 4x3, just like the regular TV series, full screen, when they were played there in quote-unquote theaters and then released also to home video and Laserdisc in <laughs> quote Japan. Quote-unquote theaters? Yes, quote-unquote theaters, because they were like film festival things. Well, yeah, you know, but they were they still shown in theaters. Yeah, I know, but it's it's not like Independence Day kind of, you know, major event. Okay, fine. This is like played with a slam dunk movie, double features, stupid okay, stuff. Okay, okay, fine. 
Anyways, so when they were played there, they were played in widescreen. They were cropped at the top and the bottom of the screen to make, you know, kind of a standard 16 by 9 widescreen presentation. Thing is, they were always intended to be shown that way. They were made to be shown in widescreen. When they were released in Japan, they were released in widescreen. Now, when they were brought out over here by Funimation, we got the full 4x3 presentation. Um, that was actually starting in 1997. Movie 3 aired on TV, and then we got um, movies 1 through 3 from Funimation slash Pioneer. Right. Now, we should mention here by meant to be seen in widescreen, we're saying that in spite of the fact that they were animated 4 by 3 the scenes were framed in such a way that nothing vital would be lost by taking away those parts for the widescreen presentation. Right, that's absolutely correct. As opposed to the TV series, which was, I guess the only phrasing I can use is, was meant to be seen full screen, where they use every area of the screen to frame things and see things and perspectives and all that kind of stuff. The reason this even comes into play now, why it was updated, is because of what Funimation's been doing recently. Obviously, the remaster, the faux remasters, as I like to call them, the DVZ TV season sets, these are also cropped. They remove, I think it was about 20% of the vertical resolution, despite only gaining about 5% of the horizontal resolution. And you know what's going on with this. We've talked about this in the past. We really don't need to go over it. If you don't know, check out episode 65, which is actually a long time ago now. That's kind of I frightening. I know. It's like Whoa. double it where we're at like right now. It feels like a recent about. huge event that's going on. But Seriously, yeah. it does. <laughs> I feel like we just recorded that big, huge I know. debacle. But anyway, so coming off of that, the reason why this is relevant now is Funimation is re-releasing all of the DBZ movies as kind of quote-unquote double features. So in May, movies one and two are coming out again on DVD, and they're doing widescreen releases of these movies the same way they're doing the TV series. And this kind of brings it back full circle where... Even though it's widescreen, it doesn't hurt it. Right, because that's how the Japanese got it. That's how they watched it. It was meant to be shown that way. So even though we've had prior 4x3 full screen releases here in America, now it's kind of like personal preference and what is quote-unquote right or quote-unquote wrong, how you want to view it. If you have the information, you can make your own decision. So that's really all there is to it. Does anyone else have any comments on this and viewing and movies and stuff. I think that pretty well covers it. I hope so. It's really confusing. If you check out the rumor guy there, you can see some screenshots and I show like with lines, you know, this is where they cut this and this is how it compares and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to stop talking. Mary, you're going to tell me about the next one because you were there for it. Uh, Apparently I was. And so was Mike. So I guess this is about a couple years ago when uh, movie 12 was in theaters. Yeah, the rumor was oh my god, they're going to put movies in the theaters because Dragon Ball Z movies, they should do double features. Right, because um, I guess people were thinking national releases? No. No. Not so much. But we were fortunate to live near New York, so we got to see I think it was like one or two days yeah, engagement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the old rumor was, and this is pretty early, you know, Funimation's going to put movies five and six, you know, the two cooler movies, in theaters back-to-back as a double feature. That obviously never happened. They just released Instead it all straight we got, to DVD. We got six and twelve. Yeah, that was weird. Many years later, almost towards the end of what they were releasing. So tell me a little bit about what Funimation did here. They just played it in a couple of theaters across the country for a couple of days. I guess that sums it up yeah. pretty well. Yeah, what they did is they, it wasn't a real theatrical presentation. They kind of 
played a DVD and projected it on a screen. Oh, God, I remember when it started playing. You were so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's a DVD. I can see interlacing and macro blocking. This is lame. How much did we pay? Aww. Well, let's see. The cost to get to the city and then the cost to get tickets in fucking New York. Yeah, but we had a fun day. We actually bought Movie 12 at a store beforehand that broke a release date because right. it wasn't on DVD yet. So we went to see the movie with the movie. <laughs> we could have just gone home after. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Or Mike. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so they did that, and that was kind of uh, interesting. And they've done a few things since then. I think they've played the FMA movie at some places and some other little movies that they've done. And then again, that kind of leads into the live-action movie, which for years was always like a hint of a rumor. And now we know it's actually being made. We've talked about this extensively, so I don't think we need to say anything about that. So I'm just going to stop there. Um, That's movies and TV specials. We'll move on to characters. We'll get some really cool stuff here that's been updated and uh julian i guess i'll turn it over to you the first one here yes so this idea about goku and tullus who if you don't remember who he is he's the villain from movie three with the big tree that sucks up all the life from earth and stuff but anyway so there's this rumor that the two of them are somehow brothers because they you know look alike now in the movie proper he mentions that there weren't that many types of quote-unquote lower level expendable warriors so the idea is that maybe there was a lot of people that looked like them but of course you know movie not exactly canon so who lots of incest going on on planet vegeta inbreeding okay anyway (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, but there are actually reasons why some people think this. For example, there was this really, really horrendous dub called Super Battle in the World, which is put out over in Europe, I believe. Yeah, it's put out by the AB Group, who kind of owns the the rights to produce it over there. It was distributed by Warner, I think Warner Vision International or something like that. Something like that. And there's just this one line where... Was it Goku or Tullus who mentions his it's, brother? Depending on who in the movie is speaking, it's either Turles or just Turles. They kind of switch back and forth over the course of the movie. It's that kind of dub. Yes, it's is this that the same kind dub of dub. Where Big Green came from, or is it? Yes, what? it is. Big Green. <laughs> and let that child alone. Oh God. <laughs> oh. The line here is one of his henchmen was saying, you know, all their new upcoming power is going to be thanks to the fruit of this tree, and he kind of says. No. Thanks to my idiot brother. (laughs) So, this movie, he actually says the word brother, and that's the problem. And, Mary, I was actually describing this to you yesterday, and it finally clicked with me what's going on. Fans on internet message boards, some of them are just swearing up and down. No, no, he says the word brother. I'm watching the dub of the movie. He says brother. And other dub fans are saying, you are on crack. I'm watching this movie dub. There is no mention of the word brother. Problem. More than one dub. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> this, you know, I was thinking people the same. don't realize other countries exist. No, no, there are no other countries. I was having <laughs> the same problem. I'm like, before the Funimation re-release came out, I'm going. I know the dub dialogue in this movie like the back of my hand because it was you know one of those first movies that came out back in uh, 97, 98. I, I know he does not say the word brother in there. What are these people talking about? Finally, we all get our hands on this uh, AP group dub. And we're like, oh, okay then. So I guess that kind of clears up that movie. But there's one or two other things, Julian. There's a is there a French word or something that comes in here? Yeah, the the f- God. There's the the French version introduces a. It's it's the origin of the H word for Mister Satan. There's uh they call 
that's because that they called Piccolo what Satan Petit Cour, which means right, right, Satan of the Little Heart or something like that. So the the French dub screws with a lot of things, but apparently they use the word jumeau, which literally means twins, and basically it it's used exclusively to refer to biological twins, not just somebody who looks like you, not not a doppelganger, but your actual flesh right, and blood right. twin brother. So basically they went ahead and decided that they were related. What is it with you people in Europe? Stop doing this. You're ruining internet discussions. I blame Europe for every problem. Well, you know, outside of Greece, One Piece doesn't seem to have too much of this problem. Although I think the German dub did rename some characters in weird ways. Uh, the Germans do that kind of stuff. The last thing with these characters is something we've we've had up on the site. This isn't new, but it's an image from the movie 7, as they call it, the film Anime Komiksu, or we just call it like the movie Tankobon. But it's an image of the Saiyajin family tree, and Talos is completely separate from everyone. There's no subordinate link, there's no family link anywhere. He's completely off on his own, so he is not a part of anyone's family. So we'll leave that one there. I think that sums pretty much everything up there. The only other thing, and this is just a little cute, not a whole lot here, but Kuriza, who is Frieza's son from Nekomajin Z, I just updated with a screenshot from Dragon Ball Z2, or Budokachi, the Japanese version, a bigger screenshot there, and I also noted that he shows up in the background of a panel in Toybull's Dragon Ball AF, so that's a cute little update. Uh, let's take it over to video games. Um, Julian, you keep going. Tell me about this one. It's not a huge update, but I put yeah. up an image. It's just the um, Steve Lukather of the band Toto participated in the production of all three Budokai games. In fact, he's the one who does the whole guitar melody over the American version of the well instrumental themes, I guess you could say. But right. he, he's also responsible for a lot of the solos and stuff that you hear. Supposedly, he was heavily involved in the series of the TV show as well in a similar manner, although I really ought to go through like the liner notes of those old CDs and see if I can find his name and clarify that. That's true, because the guitar solo and We Got a Power would totally make sense for him. Mm-hmm. But anyhow... Uh, Mike, I believe you updated a picture from the, the dual soundtrack for Budokai and Budokai 2, where he appears on the DVD with Tower of Power and Hironobu Kageyama himself. Yeah, yeah, the soundtrack for uh, the first two games. It's it's like a, it's one CD, but it covers the first two games, not everything from it. But it comes with this bonus DVD, and the nice thing about the bonus DVD is that it's region-free, so you can just play it anywhere. Um, it has some like behind-the-scenes footage and them all playing together and performing the Budokai 2 theme song, so I just took a screen shot of him that says his name on it from that dvd it's like what else do you need for proof there so that kind of sums that up mary i have to give you the next one because it relates to you and showing things to people and thinking the series is totally hot oh god not one of my finer moments back in the day when fan subs on tape were all the rage um there was quite a bit of excessive um swearing one of these lines includes uh, vegeta saying something like uh, uh, I believe I will quote it here. It sure. goes, you fucking bastard. You dare to destroy my house. Now you've really pissed me off. Fuck you. Right. And I thought it would be cool to show this to my 10 year old cousin, like to try and show off. <laughs> you are a horrible, horrible cousin. cousin. Yeah. I was like, look how cool original Dragon Ball Z is. There's cursing. <laughs> Mommy, there's I cursing it. on the TV. That man said F. 
All right. So what we did here is for some reason I hadn't actually added in um, Steve Simmons translations from the Funimation release, even though it's been out for a while. So I just added that in there. Julian, so what did uh, you say it translates to? Um, my, mine is slightly stilted, but I think it still holds up in the test of time. Yeah, I think so. How dare you just go and destroy someone else's, my note reads, my freaking house. I'm pissed off now. Don't come too close. You'll get yourself fried. If I were to go back and retranslate it, I, I, I'd just say burn instead of fried, because yakedo is the all-purpose thing, like don't stand too close to the heater because you might get burned kind of thing. Gotcha. Oh, we'll compare that. What did Steve put for his translation? Smash up another man's house, will you? I'm in a foul mood today. Don't come too close or you'll get burned. So, you know, pretty close to me. Yeah, pretty close there. So, I mean, Anime Labs is way, way, way the hell far off. Uh, yeah. So, we updated that one there. This is actually a really cool page. It's kind of like an artifact of the past with how irrelevant it is to today's fandom. But it kind of shows some of the, uh, I gotta use my word, shenanigans that we went through back in the day. The other great one there is Candy Ass Faggot. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Does that even hold up as an insult anymore today. I, I don't know, <laughs> but it's amazing. So go check out that page there. That, that's really the only thing that was on the fan sub dialogue page. So we'll close it up with the dub mistakes. There's not a whole lot here. Uh, I just put a little redub status on one of them, which didn't even really need a redub status. But Julian, you can probably give a little background on this one. Yeah, so basically what we have here is a case where Chris Saros of the long time ago, there's a website called DBZ Uncensored and people sort of flocked there to see all the things that got cut out of the Funimation dub. He made the mistake of thinking that the dub dialogue regarding Raditz's spaceship was mistaken because obviously in the TV show you see this other spaceship that was really Goku's. So, yeah, actually, no, the the dub dialogue was right. The, The thing with the spaceship is actually filler and, yeah... Right, so, I mean, we have Raditz's spaceship, which Gohan pretty much destroys when he busts out, and then we see what appears to be Goku's spaceship in a filler episode, which projects a hologram of the moon, which Gohan transforms Ozaru from, and Piccolo destroys it, but that's a filler episode, so that doesn't happen. And then later on in the series, Goku says that he's going to go to Planet Namek because Dr. Brief can take his spaceship and make it into something that works, but the filler episode showed his... Today should be the... Ah, uh, right. But technically, since the filler doesn't exist, Goku's spaceship still does exist, and it can be used. Yes. Does so, that make sense? Chris Soros was trying to reconcile the filler with the rest of the thing, and he tried to use the Japanese version and failed to back up his argument. But, yeah, that, that basically covers it. And we're just noting that in the new English uncut version with, you know, the Funimation cast... It's still correct. Right. I mean, it was always correct to begin with, so it's not a whole lot there. But it's a neat little thing to read through. And over on the page, you have uh, the text from the manga, which talks about it all and translation of it and kind of full background. So that's neat stuff. That's uh, all the stuff we updated in the rumor, guys. Actually, a lot more than I thought it was. I, I, I Good work, Mike. You did some good stuff. I actually need to add in a couple more things before the show goes up. So maybe I'm not done yet. Yes. Well, I I, I still enjoy the Monty Python jokes with Tenshinhan getting it. Yes, I do, too. 
too. I was actually cracking up while I was reading that. It's only like, a I don't think I wrote this. Julian must have wrote this one. Your arm's off. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go check out the rumor guide. It, it's a really awesome section. I'm really glad we were able to put that together. And like I said, it gets a lot of traffic. And it's even fun for me to read through every once in a while. If you guys have any suggestions for the rumor guide, one thing I will clarify is that um, for those dub mistakes... They were primarily season one, two kind of things when they were really rewriting and completely destroying the show, like the whole brilliant scientist thing. Later on, there's not a whole lot of stuff in the same vein as that. And we don't really care like, oh, is this character more powerful than this character? The dub says it like that doesn't really change the story a whole hell of a lot. But obviously, since we're not familiar with a whole lot of the later dub, if there are any more wacky, totally crazy batshit nonsense stuff, definitely let us know. We can add some of that stuff in. Um, just drop us a note and let us know what you think about the section. And if you have any other rumors you think we can add into it. And I think that sums it up. Closing thoughts on the rumor guide. Mary. Very impressive stuff. Well, thank it's you. Julian, what do you think? Well, I think it stands the test of time in spite of the things that we really needed to update for a while. So it's good to see this getting the attention it deserves again. I wholeheartedly agree. So I guess that wraps up the topic. Let's take it on, Julian, to you and your DBZ ABCs. Julian, we're up to Ka. Yes. What do you got for Ka? How about the good old standby of the Ka, Me, Ha, Me, did I say more? Uh-huh. Okay. Huh. Yeah, tell us about it. Where does it come from? What's it mean, sort of? Yeah, so about the meaning. Um, <laughs> basically, there was a Hawaiian king by the name of Kamehameha, which Toriyama, being the kind of person he is, he decided... Well, I think it was his wife, actually. Yeah, it was his wife that suggested it. I think the story goes that he had the Kame part, because obviously he had Kame from Kame Sinning. Turtle. He wanted to do some kind of attack with Turtle and stuff. And so his wife was like, how about Kamehameha? And he's like, oh, hey, that's a good idea. And he went with it from there. Now, the ha in this case means, like, wave, which tends to turn into one of several different appellations for what are later termed key attacks. All right, stop it right there, because the original dub of the series would say Kamehameha Wave. Now watch this. It's Master's Kamehameha Wave. Well, the high uses the kanji for wave, which in uh, Japanese parlance would be nami, but it uses the Sino-Japanese big pa. So you have like Dempa, which is electromagnetic uh, waves and that sort of thing. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. So basically, if you really want to try and find meaning in it, you can get it to wrangle into something like Turtle Destruction Wave. But when it comes down to it, really, it's the name of a Hawaiian king. And the, the Viz version of the manga actually makes fun of this in the first time it's used. But it's not really pronounced the same way because no. the Hawaiian king is Kame. They do that May part in there. Yes. Kamehameha. Meha. Yes, well, because, you know, different languages. Right, and you right. know how Japanese is with foreign languages. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Um, it's that, not Kamehameha, it's Kamehameha. Yes, so the, I guess you could say the, well, let's see, the accent is on a different syllable. <laughs> yes, thank you. Did it take you a second to figure out how you're going to say that? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Good deal. Um, is it written in hiragana, or is it written with any kind of kanji? It's written in hiragana, and then the ha is written with the kanji. 
for ah, gotcha. Good deal. So really, it's it's more of just a saying than actual words that really yes. mean something. Well, you know, it, it it goes back to the trend of Japanese series, even is either martial arts or magical attacks. They always have to shout out their attack name, yes, which gives the enemy to. an incredible advantage in either avoiding or countering this, and yet it it never seems to have any significant impact on the ultimate effectiveness of the attack. Of course not, because that's how the Japanese roll. <sighs> All right, any other thoughts on Kamehameha? No, just that um, Goku is seems to be the only person who can get around this by taking advantage of calling out the names when the Ginyu Force comes around, but that's it. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about that in the past. Cool. So that is Ka, so next week is Ka-Ki, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> that, that could be it right there. I, I don't know. Yes, let's to talk about treats. <laughs> All right, so Julian, thank you for your DBZ ABCs. Let's do some quick releases. Uh, I guess I'll take the first thing here on April 2nd, which is a Wednesday. We are finally getting the Dragon Ball Z CD box Chosen Shoe, which is a 13 CD music set containing over 200 songs. Lots and lots of stuff. It primarily consists of more or less everything from the hit song collection series with a bunch of other stuff, although it is missing a couple of key pieces like we've noted. Uh, Battle Point Unlimited, for example, which is Trunks' Super Saiyan transformation song from, what was that, 120, I think, in the TV series? Yep. Otherwise, it has a lot of cool stuff. It's got some live songs, gets uh, those three English songs that Hironobu did, and lots of other cool stuff. It is uh, nineteen thousand nine hundred fifty yen, which right now is pretty much about two hundred dollars because we've talked about the exchange rate being crap. So uh, I will leave it at that. Uh, I guess Mary, I'll give you. There's three things, so I do one, you do two, Julian will do three. What do you got? Selling quite well in Japan, actually, are the Dragon Ball GT DVD single releases uh, coming up. Also on April 2nd are Volumes 5 and 6, and this goes through 25 through 36, which takes us to halfway through the series. And, uh, yeah, these are for 3,990 yen each, which, as we discussed, exchange rate, blah. Right, so these, about uh, 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You can get these over at Amazon Japan, uh, CD Japan. Yep, they're doing two volumes a month, so they're actually going to finish up pretty quickly on this. Julian, we got one last thing, and I am uh, not happy that you were reporting this. <laughs> yes, well, on May 4th, you said which May, happens it's April, to be right? a, or did I say May 4th? Let's try this again. Let's, let, on April 4th, which happens to be a Friday, is the next volume in the ever-continuing series of redundancy and unnecessary... Say it ain't so, Julian. Say it ain't so. You have the Terebiban Anime Comics Dragon Ball Z Jinzo Ningen Hen number one, which is the TV Animanga for the first volume in the... Uh, artificial humans or androids or whatever you want to call it, Saga, which we can only assume is the first appearance of Trunks. So, once again, we have the Redundantly Redundant series coming out of the word work to uh, dismay and otherwise disenhearten. No, no, I'm not buying I got two volumes used. I think that's here. all I need. I'm not picking up anything else. I'm it still, still dismays very you. I know. I, I don't like that they exist, but it's all right. Well, thank you. Is there anything else coming out that you know of? Um, oh, let's see. Well, uh, last volume of Yu-Gi-Oh! R... Uh, <laughs> I don't really care about Yu-Gi-Oh! R coming out. Bleach volume 33, Gintama 23, Reborn... So, nothing Dragon okay. Ball, basically. Um, well, well, no, not exactly. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff coming out in May, so as we get in through the next month, we'll have a lot more stuff to report. So, I guess with the releases done, let's do some emails. 
We actually had a few follow-ups on an email from last week, which is really interesting to me because uh, it, it was a cool question, and we were talking about it on the forum, and some people sent in some emails about it. So, Mary, I'll give you the first one here, which came to us from, as I will say, Leprechaun. Leprechaun? Leprechaun. All right. He or she writes... There is a question about if Gohan or Cell killed number 17, and I wanted to get an opinion on my take of it, and who better than all the fine people at Daisen Chuyx? Smiley face. The writer of the question seemed to think that when Gohan did the Kamehameha, he killed 17 along with Cell. But, dot dot dot, wouldn't Cell have done that when he blew himself up, killing Goku, Kaiosama, Bubbles, and Gregory? Yes, ah. good question. We actually uh, had a follow-up about this on the forum, like I was saying. It was something I wanted to mention while we were recording the episode, and it totally slipped my mind. Yes, um... So, 18 was spit up, and then Cell exploded himself when he went to Kaio's planet, well, when Goku teleported him there. So, if 17 was still in himself, 17 would have been destroyed during that explosion. And since we see Cell kind of regenerate from, I guess, the single Cell that remained, 17 was probably destroyed there. But it still doesn't really change the fact that... Cell, like I described it, Cell was the catalyst for 17 being destroyed in the first place. But it is a, a good point to make that 17's destruction probably would have been at that point rather than being like completely regenerated within Cell when he turned Super Konzentai or however you want to describe it. But that's not the end of our follow-ups to the uh, 17 Cell question from last week. Julian, why don't you uh, give us another email here? Yes, this is Albert and a different Albert from last week. It's not Bill Cosby, is it? No, it, okay. it's not. It's a different Albert. Despite Albert last week writing an email, this Albert is not that Albert, if that makes sense. It's Prince Albert. Wait, okay. Albert J. Peterson. No, wait. Okay, anyway. Uh, this is in regards to last week's response to the question about 17 and the Dragon Balls. Julian mentioned that the reason 17 was brought back to life was because the dragon can read into the intentions of the person making the wish. If this is true, how do you explain the wish Gohan and Kirin made on planet Namek? Their second wish was used to transport Piccolo to planet Namek, but he did not appear before them because they didn't specify where on planet Namek he was supposed to be transported to. Wouldn't the dragon have transported Piccolo to their location? Any thoughts? Ah, Julian, retort. Well, my my reading of it is that the uh, Namekian dragon isn't. I, I don't know how to put this exactly. He. He's not as accommodating? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem to be quite as, like, well, you know, you didn't specify, but I know what you meant, so I'm going to do this anyway. He does seem to lighten up a bit when he's down on yeah. Earth, like, well, you know, I put his body back together as a freebie. Kind of thing. <laughs> he does a little okay thing. Yeah, but um, the first appearance is kind of like, you know, why are you disturbing me? Leave me alone kind of thing. That's what I was like, going to say. Okay, I, was say, I brought up the dynamic. Slightly different. Happy? Like, <laughs> exactly. Watch your next wish. Let's get along here. I got sleeping to do. Basically. So that's my reading of it. The the dragon has a very different personality from Shenlong, although he does he does uh, sort of change over time. I mean, Shenlong has a lot of history with everyone. I mean, they brought him back to life, and they kind of buddy-buddy. You know, they got some history. So he throws in extra stuff all the time. Right. And then this, this dragon kind of gets to be that way, but at, at first blush, he's like, who the heck are you people? Leave me alone. <laughs> Righto. So uh, those are our follow-ups from last week's email. That was cool. I like we have this ongoing discussion with everyone. Uh, I guess I'll take the next email here. This is from Will. And Will says, Dear Mike, Mary, Julian, and anybody else that may be in the room, that being no one right now, I just would like to start by saying that this podcast is the best. Keep up the excellent work. This may be a way late email about episode 90, but here it goes. Episode 90, that was the one where we talked about the 
specifically the Super Butoden 2 music and like the ripoffs and musical stuff. It was, seemed to be a really popular episode. We did some follow-ups. But about six years ago, I bought the final DBZ hit songs collection for my collection. When I got to the song Delight to You, a wave of deja vu hit like I'd heard the song before. Well, as it turns out, I probably heard it twice before. This weekend, I was rummaging through some massive stacks of CDs I moved out of storage and was listening to some as I sorted. While I was playing the album Harajuku by Chinese actress Gloria Yip, track 5 came on and I finally realized where I had heard those famous horns in the past. Side note, the album is full of cover songs sung in Japanese, plus the theme to the Golden Harvest Chinese live-action movie for the manga Kujaku-o. I don't know what that is. Um, well, Kuja- Kujaku is... Let's see. I forget. Well, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're moving on. As this album was made up of cover songs, I decided to type the song subtitle into Google and found its source. Turns out the original song is called Can't Give You Anything But My Love by The Stylistics, 1974. Somebody put this version on YouTube, and there's a link to it. What bugs me most about this knockoff is how insanely close it is to the original Delight to You. Yet, as usual, credit isn't given to its proper source in the liner notes, though they did make sure to, quote, especially thank Miss Naoko Unno for her graceful dancing, end quote, whatever the hell that means. Anyway, I hope that was an interesting find. It may be a throwaway, but enjoyable image song, but somebody out there might be going through the same mental trap set upon by Delight. Thanks and rock on. Will, part of the 93% of your listeners that are from New Jersey. P.S. I remember Mike mentioning the fact that Bandai putting out new Kamehameha Blaster toys for the first time was BS. Totally correct there. Not only were they released by Bandai America in 1997 in two different style boxes, the same toys were out in Japan roughly around 1994 maybe? I'll have to dig them up sometime along with some other old DBZ toys I have rotting away. So, uh, long email with lots of awesome stuff in there. What I'll do is uh, I'll play a sample of the DBZ hit song collection song, Delight to You. sample from uh, what it's ripping off, so to speak. So there you go. Awesome stuff. I love that we're getting more follow-ups on this because it puts my mind at ease that I'm not going insane either, that all of these songs just completely rip off other things. <laughs> and they're not putting one past us super fans. That's all there is to it. Uh, who wants to read the last email here? It's not really a question, but I, I like the story. So who wants to read it? Um, I guess I will. Email comes to us from Mark, which is, I don't know if that's the same Mark as other Marks we've had in the past or what. But anyway, Mark says... I am a long-time Dragon Ball fan since shortly before Cartoon Network started airing it. I started watching it weekday mornings on a local channel in my area, WB17. Ooh, just like me. Wow. It was the Saiyajin saga, but nonetheless hooked me. I watched Tsunami religiously. 
I soon found out the International Channel was playing episodes that even Toonami hadn't gotten yet, and in their original Japanese format. Even with no subtitles, I began to watch it more religiously than the dub. It fascinated me as well as got me hooked on anime completely, especially in its original Japanese audio. I recently ordered the entire series in Japanese audio with English subs, though likely a bootleg for better or for worse, and cannot wait to watch it from the beginning to end uncut. I have recently stumbled upon your podcast while searching for Dragon Ball Down downloads through the iTunes Music Store. I have since started listening to your podcast and laugh along when the new ones come out. I listen to another podcast for Final Fantasy XI, but I'm starting to enjoy yours more, partly because you have a female host. Very rules, smiley face. Uh, but also because you're in your podcast, I found the friends I've been searching for, Dragon Ball Fanatics. Just the fact that you've been doing this podcast for a few years now and still continue to make new episodes is mind-boggling. I don't in particular have a question for you, but I ask that you keep up this amazing podcast and that maybe someday I can join in. So basically, Merry Rocks, Aww. Bootlegs Are Bad, Aww. and uh, Julian's a pretty cool guy. Yes. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, there's no question that it's bootlegs if you bought the entire series in like one go, Japanese audio and English subs. It's probably got Chinese subs too, and then you definitely know it's a bootleg, uh, which we can't say is good, but uh, I guess you'll enjoy the show. We watched it on the international channel. Yeah. If and you, that reminds me of yes. me when I was a lass. Yeah, we watched on the international. I didn't have it until college when we randomly had the international channel, but you had it at I home back I watched it on Sunday nights, and I remember um, I... Back in high school, I used to take my showers, um, you know, at nighttime the night before. So I, my distinct rem- uh, memories from Sunday night are sitting watching Dragon Ball uh, Raw on the international channel with a head of wet hair, watching it with my mom, singing along to, like, Head Shala. Wow. And, yeah, she would watch it, too, like, Raw. And, you know, she nice. had no idea what was going on, but she's hardcore. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, those are the ends of our emails. Mary, if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, all stories even, what do you got? Where do you send them? Yes, you can send them over to podcast at com. That is P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Word. Good deal. So that's actually going to wrap up the show. Let's close it up. Upcoming episodes next week will be our manga review of Awesomeness. Oh, can't wait to read it! I know, so exciting. Uh, the first episode of every new month, we go through the manga volume by volume. We give you a little synopsis of everything that happens, and we go around and get our perspectives. We have uh, Julian and myself, we've read the whole thing. Mary, you're reading this part of the manga for the first time, though yes. you've seen it all. Uh-huh. Although when we hit the quote-unquote Z era, you've read some of that going yes. forward. But we also have our buddy Jeff, who we've uh, plopped it upon him, and he's reading through the manga for the first time ever in his life and he seems to be enjoying it so that is good times we are in the 23rd Tenka Ichibudokai so look forward to that next week week after that we're going to have an interview and that's going to be a cool discussion and hopefully the week after that we can follow it up with something but we'll see but we got time to arrange all that good times so those are the upcoming weeks uh Daizen should we no we'll talk with Mary first we'll say goodbye to you Mary bye Mike Temple Trunks that's right, where you're from 10 year anniversary month at Temple of Trunks, and you can find it at www.templeotrunks.com. Do a little song? Yes. Nice. Do, Do a little dance. dance in my chair. Oh, yeah. Make a little love of Trunks. <laughs> oh, Do yeah. Trunks tonight. Uh, <laughs> to bounce, to bounce, to trunks, to pack, to bounce. <laughs>
Like, just it's not, not that like, kind of sight. Well, actually, no. it may be in some places. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Well, hard. You're allowed to be 17 at some point in your life. <laughs> many, many, Thanks. many years ago. I'm glad ago. I have your permission Back to with have the dinosaurs and the woolly mammoths. Oh, great. We're making those kinds of jokes about me now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not that old. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Mary. Bye. Julian, you and I, we're from a site called Dives and Chewy X. It's the name of the show you are listening to right now. And it's part of a site and stuff. And Yes, and that site is the IGN... Anime- no, wait. Okay. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> that site is DaisenshuEX, and it can be found at HTTP colon slash slash www period D-A-I-Z-E-X period C-O-M. That's DaisyX period com. That is correct. There with the site, you will find our forum, you will find our chat, and uh, the rumor guide that we were talking about earlier, you can browse through that for a couple hours. Good times. So uh, I guess that's it. This was episode 121, that's correct. So we'll be back with 122 and manga next week. So for Mary over here, for Julian off in the distance, uh, I guess that's it. My name is Mike, Vegito EX, and uh, it's still the early morning, and I'm looking forward to having a day. Julian, do it. Ladies and ジュニアエクスポッドキャストをこんにちは聞いてくださってありがとうございます。違いも。当たり前。勝手に人様の家をぶち壊しやがって。今日の俺は気が立てるんだ。近づきすぎて焼けでするんじゃねえぞ。